Hi, this is B from the B Network bringing you another episode of My Melanin and Soul. This week is a melanin meetup where four melanated queens sit around the table and talk about the Bobby Brown story. I know this is a little different from what we normally do, but this week we're going to focus on love as an addiction and how love as an addiction can impact your mental health. Are you ready? So today I'm joined with three lovely ladies and we are going to talk about the Bobby Brown story which premiered on BT last week and how his relationship with Whitney, how that grew and transpired and how love could possibly be an addiction. Um, so just so you can get a feel for who's in the room, everyone's going to introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I'm Simone. I know Brianna from college. I'm happy to be here. Hello, I'm Kimberly. I was on the last episode. <laughs> Welcome back, Kim. Thank you. India Thomas. Last but not least, India Thomas. With the E. <laughs> oh, I know Brianna from high school. Well, thank you all for joining. I'm so excited to have the three of them here. Um, but before we get into it, today's Talking Up Tuesday was really popping. So on this episode, or I'm sorry, on this week's Talk It Up Tuesday, the question was, is it possible to ever love someone so much? And as to not take up too much time, I was just going to read a couple of my favorite ones. Um, so Miss Tina O'Nine says, I honestly don't think you can love someone too much. I don't think it can be an addiction either. Biblically speaking, we are supposed to love each other just as much as God loves us. We are supposed to forgive, be patient, all of the above. That's Corinthians 13, y'all. Now, lust, that's a different story. Lust is an addiction, and I do believe you can lust over someone too much. Diallo F says, and this was actually my favorite one, um, I don't think there is a such thing as loving somebody too much. It kind of reminds me of money. It reminds me of money in a way that you can never have too much money. However, that money will only fit in a safe that is big enough to hold and accept it. If you try to stuff $1 million into a safe that can only hold $100,000, you'll run out of space. That's when it can be detrimental. You start to search high and low for more space in that safe to put your money, but there just isn't any room. When it comes to love, I feel that people can have an infinite amount of it. But if the other person the love is being put into isn't capable of being receptive of all that love, that's where the feeling of loving someone too much comes in. You're, you mistake your money or love as being worthless or non-existent because you feel there's no room for it. But in actuality, there is no limit to love. But cannot doubt back love because I believe it is a natural function of humans. Though a person may not be receptive to the amount of love you have to give, that does not mean that you love them too much. You just have to recognize that your love can be too much for someone else too. Too much for their safe. Y'all, I don't even know if I want to read anymore after that. Like that was seriously a really good one. But I'll do one more just to to kind of even it out. Um, Brittany is amazing, says, yep, it's possible to love someone too much. Some negatives would be that the person giving too much love neglects their own needs and in turn keeps giving more in hopes that their own personal needs and relationship needs are met. So I think each person who we um, we read from the Talking Up Tuesday made really, really great points because a lot of times how someone receives our love isn't a reflection of us. It's a reflection of them and what they're capable of and what they even think that they deserve. But most importantly, we do have to realize that we cannot give out of an empty cup, that we have to fully love ourselves before we can love somebody else. And that might be where relationships get tricked up or we even confuse love with lust because what really is that window that we're looking out of? When we're, when we're determining the value of our love, if it's way too much or what have you. 
But we won't dwell on that too long. I want to go ahead and jump right into our topic um, just for the sake of time. So, Kimberly, I'm going to start with you. What did you think about the movie? Oh, the spot. Um, I thought the movie was interesting. Uh, personally, to make it short so we can just dive into things, after seeing the new edition movie, I really kind of felt bad for Bobby. And I was like, man, you know, he just, you know, started this group and kicked him to the curb. Seemed like a good guy after watching the Bobby Brown movie. So I, I don't think that he's the greatest guy at this point. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Okay. India, what about you? I feel like me and Kim might share some opinions, so we need to. I thought I thought for the most part the movie was good. I thought the actors did an amazing job. Um, looking back, knowing that his current wife was a executive producer, it changes a lot of things for me. Um, but you know, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good movie overall. I think that you know it was it was his side, and mm-hmm. that's pretty much what it was. It's it, some things suck, but it was his side of things. I will say it was a good movie. I agree with you that the actors and the actresses were, they were great. At the end of night one, I was feeling it. I was like, I can't wait till tomorrow. This is great. They showed that preview and I was like, dang, I'm not ready for my girl Whitney to die. This is happening a little too fast for me. And then on night two, I was just pissed. Well, night two is when I think uh, Jade Whitney. She amped it up. I think, yeah, I think she played part two very well. Yeah. Um, the part one, Whitney, I wasn't really excited about. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think she came back with it. Yeah. Like her, part her, her, would you say that was the part she auditioned with? Her sober Whitney her was sober trash. Whitney was yeah, trash was it was like from the wedding on. I was like, okay. I see, and the wedding happened in part one, but when she got on the jugs, that's... Yeah. She auditioned yeah. high. That's yeah. what it was. She auditioned as high Whitney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it that sucked that she was, she was better at high. It's good to say. Mm-hmm. So, from what we know from the movie, and what we also might know from maybe watching the Bobby Whitney sitcom when it was out, and even just from some of her documentaries, what do you, India, what do you kind of feel about their relationship as a whole? I think it was very toxic. I think there was a lot of love there, Um, but I think most of their relationship was spent on drugs, so it's kind of hard to, to figure that out, like, you know. You're in love, but the passion is there, the lust is there. You think the love is there, but is it really? You know, it's so many drugs involved, from the marijuana to the cocaine to the heroin to whatever else, the alcohol to whatever else it was on. So I don't know if you could really. It, it looked passionate, but you know, when you when you go behind everything, it was like toxic. So I don't know. For me, I think drugs and addiction was what fueled the relationship right. and what helped sustain it. I think like initially when they saw each other. It was like, you know, a mutual attraction. Also, it was like, he was hot, she was hot. But what actually, like, kept them going through the 13 years was the 14. high. Or oh, 14 years was the high <laughs> that they got from the drugs. And that high kind of, like, helped sustain their love, I think, for a while. But then when you don't like your high no more, it kind of pushes out what more than one person does. Yeah, about that. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> But I think, too, so one thing I hate about a lot of movies and a lot of love stories um, from the movies about In Between Us, The Hunger Games, Twilight, I feel like every time we watch these kind of movies and we reach, like, the end story of why people are in love, a lot of times people are choosing their significant other based off of the trauma that they've experienced. Very true. And I think that in a lot of ways that's what happened between Bobby and Whitney. Like, they fell in love off of some level of trauma, whether we're going to know exactly what that was or not, but they needed each other mm-hmm. because, I mean, it is one thing to feel alone in the industry and all that kind of pressure because I, I ain't going to never be able to tell y'all what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in some ways that the drugs helped for them. Like, I'm not saying it was the correct mindset, but I think for them the drugs helped them to maintain the love that they had in the beginning. It's almost like I fell in love with you and I felt like I needed, I need you. Like you filled whatever this void is that I have. Um, 
but you did this to me. And, and so I, I think I think also what it was is Whitney didn't have to be perfect to get by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was one of the things that attracted her to him. She knew his backstory. She knew he was he was the token bad boy. And I think that, you know, she appreciated not having to be, you know, America's sweetheart for him. And so think, we skipped that so we skipped forward just that little fact there. Mm-hmm. She appreciated not having to be perfect, but it seemed like once Bobby sobered up, he expected this overnight turnaround from Whitney for her to be perfect, and there wasn't there wasn't any compassion there. And see, that's why I think that's his side of the story because mm-hmm. I'm not sure that it went down like that. Oh, we know yeah, it did. Yeah, she tried to get because yeah. see, my <laughs> issue here is that the way that he was looking at this thing from the get go is just like unbalanced. Because they first met at this show, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, she was being booed. And mind you, he didn't even show real interest until after she got booed. Then he felt like, oh, let me talk to her. Mm-hmm. And he said when they were arguing uh, near the end of their relationship, uh, after the um, being Bobby Brown, the, uh, <laughs> the live show, that... Uh, Everybody hated him after he got with her. Mm-hmm. See, my issue with that statement is that everybody didn't hate you after you got with her. These people didn't know who you were until yeah. you got with her. <laughs> These people that you claim and hate you mm-hmm. were her fans and people who knew her. They didn't know who you were. So they didn't hate you. They just didn't know you. So you just looked like a random person stepping in. It wasn't a change of heart because it was like, Oh, he's with Whitney now. It was just like this brand new person. Because he was only known in like this small realm of people. Right. Right. He wasn't white famous. Yeah. Yeah. Like an August L. Senior. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a little bit like the Sapphire, but what I'm saying is, what I said is like. Main Street of America. Main Street of America probably didn't know him. I'm not saying he's going That was just the first thing that came to mind. Everybody. That is the first thing that came to mind. Maybe like the drug addict too. No. That's just who came to mind. I don't mean. And I'm not even an August Elsina fan. Alright, scratch it. (laughs) I don't know. I... The, the troubling thing about it is I wanted so badly to believe that they were really in love. But I think maybe when he got sober, he tapped into the selfishness that, I mean, it could have always just been there. But by the end of the movie, I was like, Kim, remember that preview we saw for uh, the Whitney Houston trailer where somebody said, did Bobby ever love Whitney? For me, if you were to ask me that right now, I would be like, hell no. He didn't love her. Well, can you explain his selfish, his selfish point? So a lot of times, like, we all have things and motives where we're, we're going after our own self-interest. Mm-hmm. And I say selfish because a lot of times he expected things from Whitney that either he was not willing to do for himself mm-hmm. or that maybe she tried prior to, which wasn't captured in this particular biopic. It was mm-hmm. captured in other ones. Um, that he wasn't okay with at the time. So it was almost like when he, he had this idea that when he's ready to do something, that's when it's supposed to happen. And if you think about it, this is a Bobby that we've seen throughout New Edition. Things had to go Bobby's way. Mm-hmm. Bobby had to be on top. And so when you get into a relationship with somebody as big as Whitney, it's really hard to compete anymore. So it's almost like, in what ways can I still maintain control? Because right. I can't maintain right. control in this celebrity world. Don't nobody care about me. Right. I ain't gonna say that out loud, but don't nobody care about me. Yeah. And so, I just really think he tried to control that from yeah. whatever was going on with her and Robin, you know, the narrative about when it was time to stop using the drugs. Mm-hmm. I felt like he was trying to maintain control, and it was selfish because, Bobby, you went through a process. You got lucky that your cellmate didn't beat you up for throwing up on this man's head. Like, someone was there, like, literally holding your hand through the process, and you get out and you say, you don't need this anymore. I'm here. Who are you? Yeah, but even <laughs> even in the private conversation that we had when we were talking about the other documentary, when mm-hmm. Whitney was trying to turn it around, you know, and Bobby was like, oh, I'm not getting what I want, so, you know, I want, I want the therapist gone, I want this lady gone, you know, so... 
I mean, it just he he is selfish in some way because when it was convenient for you, he wanted to stop using. Yeah. But when you wasn't getting what you wanted out of the deal, you was okay with Whitney going back to using. Like you know what I'm saying? Cause I think he fell in love a, a somewhere in the process of becoming sober because you seen her get high before the wedding. It's like, oh, I accept you. I see you. I see all of this, and I'm good with it. Now that you feel like you've completely crossed over to the sober side, and let's not forget, he was still an addict. But did he ever really? That's what I'm saying. He was still an addict because even within this new relationship, you was getting drunk. You, I mean, you still had the behaviors of an addict. Because, maybe. because according to the timeline in the movie, when he got out of jail is when they like shortly started filming Dan mm-hmm. Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm not rolling with the fact that he was sober on that show. Oh, absolutely at not. all. Oh she, no, I, I feel like when 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 they, when uh, he got out, um, she wasn't doing the bank handouts yeah, yeah, by herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Come on you now. know, they dabbled and dabbled a little bit. Yeah. You know, like for the show. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, and like, then I'm he not, got sober. I'm, I'm not. I'm not rolling. So like he can he can go with that narrative if he wants to, but I don't think he was sober when they got when he got out of jail. Maybe in that limo ride, possibly. <laughs> right but after that, he no. has to be. Yeah. Do you think? And so I'm a director, Steve. Do you think that it's possible to have a relationship where you don't really take in the opinions of everybody else? Because that was one thing that weighed heavy on them. And that was one thing that was always kind of thrown during arguments. Kind of like, everyone told me not to be with you. I should have listened to this person. Like, do you think it's possible when, like, everyone around you is saying this is not a good person for you, that it's still possible to have a healthy relationship? I think that um, I think that in order for you not to listen to the people around you, you have to be in a very controlling relationship. Um, but just not on. It's not just one sided. Like both of you are are committed and t- to controlling each other and making sure you know you're not talking to outside people and, and things like that. I think that um, it's important though. Um, to I mean because if, okay just just in general I think just how the concept of relationships I think when you're in a relationship I still think it's important to maintain um, a friendship with other people or still to maintain relationships like with your mother with your father so not not just letting that whole relationship be be the main focus and so um, just the, in my opinion I don't necessarily think that um, I think that Bobby and Whitney, if, if they would have maybe kind of let more people in or, 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 or consulted more people, I think that maybe things could have been a little bit smoother um, for them later down the line. Kimberly? I mean, I guess, my, I mean, my only comment, and I don't know if this really answers your question, but I feel like Bobby changed. Whitney didn't. I feel like she was the same person. She always cared about her image as, you know, an artist. She cared about her career. And when it felt, when she felt like it was going to affect her career and her money, you know, then she, you know, had to rethink what was going on. But I feel like she had always cared about that. And she was always on drugs. I feel like he woke up and changed and said, I don't want to do this anymore. And maybe it was clarity, but I feel like when he said the, it, it's no more love, it's over, I feel like it was clarity of that, oh, I didn't really love this person. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not that's that, I and I feel like she still loved him because she didn't change. She still felt the same way about him. She still, like, I feel like saw him the same. He just changed, and I think that changed their relationship. So as far as listening to outside people, I, I mean, he was listening to outside. I mean, he was failing to listen to outside people from the jump. Yeah, yeah. He had a he, lot. He's of, very selfish. Yeah, well, he had finances. a lot of issues yeah. that he was bringing. Yeah. Can to we the talk about these finances real quick? Because <laughs> I still can't wrap my head yeah. around it. <laughs> so he thought that putting all his money in her name would show. His loyalty that he didn't just want her for the money. It was a benefit, though. However, if you put all your money in her name, that means he said, oh, what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine. What's hers is yours, basically. You have to go through her bank accounts now for everything. And I'm pretty sure her bank accounts 
were much larger than yours. Than yours. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the little things like that where I don't know, really watching this, I'm not sure what the reaction was that <laughs> these people wanted us to get. Mm-hmm. Like him and his team wanted us to get because literally everything was just like, really, Bobby? Like for me on my end. And other people might think different. I know you guys feel indifferent about him. But I just feel like, did you want me to feel sorry for him? Because I feel like a lot of people was like, y'all, y'all got to understand, like, all in he went through this. He lost these people in his life. And, you know, you got to respect that. We got to pray for him and stuff. But it's like, <laughs> can we not negate the fact that a lot of these were decisions that, that he made? Because that's a, a big issue that I had, not just with Bobby Brown, but with everybody. So I think we all kind of hear the phrase hurt people hurt people and I don't care how true it is it's still loaded with a bunch of bull if the hurt person isn't trying to do any work and I think that's what kind of came with Bobby Brown like you were hurt because you were losing all these people but at what point were you ever facing the music when you weren't high or whatever you know what I mean to work on relationships or to actually trust people or even just kind of be there 100% with your wife. Like, you were just continuing to hurt people by your dumb decisions. And then... He was used to playing the victim. That's what he liked to do. Like, he, he was comfortable with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he loved to play the victim and so people would feel sorry for him. Yes, he did go through, like, a lot of losses. Yeah, I'm not going to take that away yeah, from Yeah, like, him. you know, he, he went through a lot, but so did everybody else. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He's not the only person, but instead of, like, trying to get his ish together, he decided to play the victim in every situation. In the new edition situation, like, in the Whitney situation, in the almost brother-in-law dying, like, you you at the hospital throwing a fit. Like, all of these things are happening. Like, you're a part of these things. Mm-hmm. You're a part of these problems. And instead of stepping back outside yourself and saying, what could I have done better, you want to play the victim. It's like, oh, poor me. Like, these people are leaving me. Like, you know, so... That's what he did when, when Whitney left. Yeah, when she packed her stuff, you wanted you left to, me. Yeah, you wanted to leave, <laughs> and when she gave you the yes. divorce papers, yes. you had a fit. So mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just that he, in that sense, yes, he is. A, I do feel bad for what he had to go through, but people have to go through things, and they they bounce back and they recover. They don't you you playing the victim. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for you your whole life because you never you're not ever going to recover. Yeah, and that was the issue that I had with New Shorty. What's her name? Alicia. Alicia, because. You start, <laughs> you started out this relationship talking about what you weren't going to do, but then you coddled this man right. completely until he yeah he got back on his feet. Well, and, and still mm-hmm. back on his feet. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and she helped him. She said she helped him build his finances up. She helped him start. Well, she gigs. that's my thing um, though. Gigs, that's gigs, your manager. Like that. That's what she's supposed to do yeah. as your manager. Let's saying. take the relationship, you know, part out of it. You were doing your job as a manager. Yeah. However, I feel like the the extra stuff that you um were were saying. Who do you think I am, Whitney? Like, first of all, even if you said that, I don't know why yeah. you would put that in the movie. Was that really necessary? I, I don't think she ha- she should have had any role in the movie Me besides either. her being there and us knowing that, okay, this is his new wife. Yeah. These are his new kids. I don't feel like you should have said a word. I didn't care for you at the funeral. I didn't care for you <laughs> who, after, like, after you, you came home movie? drunk. Like, no one cares what you're talking about. Literally no one. Everybody watched the movie pretty much. For the Whitney story. Let's don't never play yourself. No one cares about Alicia. Yeah. We still don't care about Alicia. Yeah. Bobby don't care about Alicia. <laughs> he he does, say, though. He care. <laughs> but he cares because yeah. he's still chasing for somebody to take care of him. Yeah. And and that's why I, get, I think that sometimes people like Bobby and sometimes very narcissistic, narcissistic people, they think that they love somebody. But in all actuality, I'm loving everything that you're able to do for me. That's it. So if we That's Yeah, so when we go back to, like you said, the conversation about how Whitney had someone trying to help her through her recovery. Mm-hmm. He was probably cool with Whitney getting, you know, rehab until she stopped paying for his crap. Until she yeah. said no. Yeah. Right. Oh, so now it's a problem. Right, because mm-hmm. you can't get a car. Now you want me to be back on drugs. So that you can get what you need. You. Yeah. Like, it's trash. And that trickled into your relationship with Alicia. Yeah. And she was just dumb enough to think that she was she was better. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Like, he knew how he could benefit from that relationship. And he did it. And so, do you guys think that it's easy to kind of even pick up the signs if you're dealing with somebody like that? Like, dealing with somebody who and has that self, those 
selfish tendencies or those narcissistic tendencies. I think, yes, if you're looking for them, if you're paying attention. If you yeah. choose to blindside yourself, yeah. no, of course and, you're not going to not on, not on crap. <laughs> True. You're True. definitely not going to be able to, you know, figure that out. Well, most of us are on crack. So let's just kind of say in the real. But like, in, I think even more specific in situations where I guess maybe like the woman may have more money than a man. I think it's it's easier to, 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 to point out things like that if you're paying attention because. I mean, a lot of times you're going to be looking out for behavior like Bobby. Try, they're trying to be controlling. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. They, they, they they try to manipulate you. You know what I'm saying? Or not? It's not even just money. But if you're in a better position than them, you know, maybe like you came from a household where you had both of your parents. Like this is just like, it's not necessarily a a, a large situation. It's something that's similar. You came from a household that had two parents and a person that you have doesn't. They may feel some type of way because they may see you in a, a, a higher place. You're able to get something from, from both of your parents as opposed to just having one. They may be jealous of you and they may try to manipulate the time you spend with those people and how you get to interact with them and how you get to talk to them. So I think it's easier to um, place that or figure that out when you're in that type of situation. But, I, but all of those scenarios that you gave are really valid. Like this, yeah. It's not too often that we're finding someone like okay we're both coming into this and we both were raised in two parent households we're both making xyz amount of money currently and it's almost like i mean even now when we kind of look at we're all in i think in this age group where surrounding us are people who are having babies and getting married and living their best life and so there's this unspoken pressure of like dang my clock is kind of ticking and so do you think that with and i'm not saying like us in particular, but do you think that a lot of women like I'm not paying attention, or maybe I am wearing rose colored glasses because I'm trying. I need to get there too. Yeah, I definitely know people who get get to a space of or a place of comfort, you know, or a place of settling just because I feel like time is running out for me. Um, you know, I could never be in that position, but I, I understand <laughs> it sucks when you're watching everybody around you get married and watching everybody have kids. A part of you does, oh, maybe, you know, I know he'll be good to me. I know, like, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, it's not going to work. You're going to you're gonna long for other things. You're going to long for that chemistry that you're not getting with that person. So I think it is normal for people to, you know, just take a, take a step back and settle just because they want that life, you know. But I don't think that's the best situation, personally. I mean, I definitely agree, but I also, I mean, just playing the devil's advocate, I don't want anybody to list, that's listening to this to think they settled just because they're with somebody who might not be perfect. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that there's a difference between settling and a difference between living life and having experience in relationships and with other people to know what you are comfortable with accepting versus what you're not. Mm-hmm. Because things that you might not have accepted two, three, five years ago, you might say, you know what? You know, this is more important to me. Something else is more important to me. So if I can have that, I don't mind compromising, you know, mm-hmm. B. Yeah. I definitely I definitely think you get to a place where you know what, you're, what you deserve and you know your worth. And it's not settling. It's like, you know, I'm going to be with this person because I know what I deserve. I'm not saying be with a jerk forever because yeah. he makes you feel something inside. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I, I have a couple of people that I know who are in situations where they're just stuck. And it's not because that person is what they deserve. It's because they're in, in a space of comfort where they feel like, okay, eventually he'll marry me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to start over. You know, I don't I don't want to break up with this person and start over when, you know, my clock is ticking. I got to have babies. I got to get married. Like, you know, I have, I have some people in my life who are really like thought to get pregnant before they're even married just because all oh, my clock's ticking. No, like that's not that's not a reason to do anything. That's what I was saying. Yeah, I think, feel like that's a fear of being alone though. Right. So do you think that at any point in time though that Bobby or Whitney had this feel this fear of being alone? Because I personally think that that's part of where their addiction came in from. Like their drug addiction. See <laughs> I don't think Whitney was Alone until Bobby kicks Robin out the picture. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Fast. Then. laughs> 
<laughs> then she was alone. Then I feel like she had things under control. Mm-hmm. No, it's still not great to do drugs, but I feel like she had everything under a level of control. And then when he removed her sanity, that, you know, level of like somebody that I could trust in, I know is always going to be mm-hmm. have my best interest out of the picture. Then it's like, okay. Bobby was like the only person really left who knew all her turmoil, probably, like everything else. So I feel like after that, maybe she was like afraid of being alone. But I, okay, I take that back. I don't think she was afraid of being alone as much as maybe she didn't want to be alone. Yeah, because I think, and I, I asked that simply because, like, when we look at the trends of, like, when they started using heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all were always using. Mm-hmm. But the heavy drug use came in a lot of times when something went wrong in the relationship. And so I always felt like, let me get high, forget about this, then lose you. I can't lose you. Because in some ways, like you said, if, if Robin is, is already gone, and you two, like Bobby and Robin, are the only two that kind of know everything, if I, if I already lost Robin, I can't. I can't lose Bobby, too. And then you get dependent on each other because this is a person you lost in the throes of an illness mm-hmm. for days. It's getting hot. Yep. Like, you don't know you don't know what life is without that person. And I, I'm not saying that's healthy, but you don't know because this is a person you just spend days on days with, get high when you're not high. Well, you're rarely never high. You, you know what I'm saying? So anyway. you're always together. You're always spending. So it can be scary, especially if you're always on drugs like, you thinking about a person that you're spending all this time with leaving, that could be very scary. So, you know, I don't think it was about, I don't think it was about her being away from Bobby more so than the situation in itself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like she could have found somebody else, like she found Ray J. Like, you know, she, you know, I just, (laughs) sorry, that was, you know. But honestly, though, I don't think it was about, her just Bobby getting over Bobby. Mm-hmm. I just think it was that situation where you're just codependent on each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it was to me. Um, no shade, but do you guys see any similarities between Rihanna and Whitney Houston? Or no, I'm tripping. I don't pay her enough attention. Okay, I ain't gonna lie. And in, in, in regards to like relationships, or? yeah, yeah, I think that um, they they may share some of the characteristics as far as um. The getting into situations with men where they're strongly like um, not dependent on them, but they like they want to have that 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 strong connection with them. Like they wouldn't be mind, they wouldn't be they wouldn't mind being locked into a room with them. Like mm-hmm. everything is like very intense. Um, they they like that intense type of love. I I see that. I think with, I think the only them. I think the only person I would I would say that about would be on would be. I think that was before. I don't think she's in this situation. I got a question I want all of y'all to answer. I keep on going to... Matter of fact, let's decide who's going first before I ask the question. Because we're not backing out. You want to go first? No, I just have a question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I just want to comment on my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> That's the thing about these hard part. drugs. Um... When he passed out after cooking on the Oh, stove, my Lord. God. And she came out, it was like, you're breathing. I'm going to start without you. When I say, first of all, it, 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 it's, it's funny because our behavior was out of this world. I'm sorry. It was the funniest thing. He's sitting there like, I'm just going to go without you. And yes, she is just all her money thinking he's playing games. She's just all in her own world. But also... I'm a little confused because I'm trying to figure out how do you know how she acted if you were passed out on the floor? Right. right. Oh, so, and that's something that's the whole entire movie, Kim. The whole entire movie, and that's what Narcissistic like, people are crazy, not, y'all. Yeah, not, to take, not to take it away from the funny moment because it was funny, and I personally think Cracked Out Whitney is my favorite Whitney. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I feel that way, but I thought she was a great time. Mm-hmm. I watched, up, shut up, shut up. I watched Bobby Brown. I watched Ben Bobby Brown, the and best. I thought that was the greatest show the best. on TV. <laughs> And she was amazing, and I wanted to be her friend. I wanted her to be my cracked out auntie. I love Whitney, and I'm sad that she's gone, but I think she was a good time. But anyway, I just feel like 
I feel like this, it sucks because we're ne- we'll never get never. Oh my god, like never. Bobby and and yes, like I'm not saying Bobby's lying about anything, but he was high as a kite. So his perspective might be a little off. But or, regardless, there's always or, three sides to right, the story. How he saw a things, little, a lot of off. Yes, or how he saw things could have been off his because feelings. it's he was in his, his side. Yep. And you know, people get into situations where they can only tell their side, and to them, that might be true. Like that, and it's nothing wrong with that. Like that's why I'm not giving I'm not giving Bobby too much flack because yeah. he don't know. Like it's you know, what I'm saying he's telling his side of the story how he saw things. Yeah, when so sick, I can't say he that he I can't say that he's lying. Like you know, what I'm saying he's just telling his side. Do I think it's all the truth? Absolutely. See, that's all great, but he was passed out at this point. No, no, I know in general. I'm just talking about this specific point. That is the part that really I'm like. It was literally my favorite part, but I'm like, how did you figure this out? Well, I think that he, didn't, I mean, he, he didn't necessarily write the film. I feel like he gave an account of all these different stories and situations, and then the writers, they like, okay, you know, I think that Whitney was probably like this, and they went ahead and wrote it out. I don't think that has nothing to do with Bobby. Just like they did with her story. Yeah, exactly. There ain't no way to try to know, especially like Sissy and all them producers. She ain't even bang with you, Sissy. Yeah, no disrespect. No disrespect. But she didn't bang with her. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think Pat... I think Pat was always around. I don't think she liked her either. So, you know, I just feel like all of these people are telling stories. Yeah. I feel bad for my girl. It's a little bad for her. They they did a whole biopic about Bobby Chris, and she's not here to tell her side either. Like, that's why I kind of hate these women. I love New Edition Story because everybody's still living, and you got everybody's side. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bobby could go on his rant about what happened with New Edition, but we got Ronnie, we got Mike. You know, we got everybody's side. And I don't like when people do things like this without the other party being involved to tell their story. I mean, I we're going back agree. to that keyword of selfish. Would, Would you, you rather him not have her in there or have her as a shorter piece? What was going to be left? No, nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody, nobody honestly, nobody would have cared if it, if Whitney wasn't a part. Nobody would have cared because yeah. everybody is still obsessed with that that love story. I mean, mm-hmm. but that ha- this happens with anybody, guys. Like if Bobby, if Bobby Brown died, and then Whitney Houston had to tell her story, I mean, right. it, it it would be the same thing. No, we would actually care a little bit about Whitney. Well, you probably would care <laughs> a little bit about, and you would probably value, and you would probably believe Whitney more because she's Whitney Houston. Right. But for me, in my opinion, on the movie, like my opinions didn't change on either one of them. Like, right. like this is just this from what Bobby presented. It's like, oh, okay, I kind of thought some of this is going on. Okay, Bobby, you lying, and kept them moving. Like. I don't think Whitney was no angel, and Whitney's one of my favorite, 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 favorite mm-hmm. artists and people. And I don't think Bobby was no angel, but this movie it didn't shift my opinion on on either one of them. And I, and I don't, I don't think, think I don't think Bobby off. tried to portray himself as an angel. Me neither. No, me neither. I, but I agree with you. That the only thing that shifted my opinion because I said it plenty of times. I was like, I'm not saying Whitney's the same. I'm not saying that at all. The only I don't think thing anybody thought that. Yeah, no. I think the only thing that shifted my opinions on Bobby was. This movie exhibited, and I still don't believe it to be true, but I feel like the movie exhibited a complete disregard for his feelings and his love for Whitney over the course of 14 I years agree. I agree. once he decided he was done. Like, it ain't With no... Least, it's, uh, it was Alicia, though. Probably, because there's no way you're telling me that you found out she and died and your knees ain't even busted. Yeah, like, you that's, just... That's the problem I had with Alicia yeah. being a producer of the movie, because it was a lot of stuff that they probably cut out strictly for the fact that it was going to hurt her feelings or she felt some type of way. Like, that's why I'm not... I'm not rocking But when you come in secondhand, you gotta, you gotta know that you... Yeah, you gotta know your place. Yeah. He was yeah. with Whitney freaking Houston. That's like, what I'm saying. And, you and they were over by the time y'all got together. So, so you don't know about being it. salty over a dead person is really nuts. But that's fine. It's weird. F. Felicia, I, I don't want to talk about her because I'm Good. gonna get okay. angry. Okay, because like, I gotta ask all y'all this question. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever felt... In each person has to answer this question. We will start with Simone. Simone, India, Kim. And then I'll go. Have you ever felt that you were ever in a relationship where you felt like your love for this person became so much that it, you could have possibly seen the other thing that they see? No. I haven't been there yet. Um, and I think just knowing who I am as a person, um, I probably wouldn't allow myself to get there just because... Um, the tr- the whole trust thing I can never put my full trust in somebody to allow myself to get to that type of level at this time in my life in the past. Okay. That's a Taurus answer, and I completely <laughs> yeah, that is you a still answer. No, I, no, I completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree. Yeah, 
I've never I've never been in that situation. Of course, I've I've liked people a lot, um, but I I've never been in that situation where I think that you could be having a situation or it could possibly turn out to be that. Um, my pride will never. Well, I wouldn't say never, but at this point in my life, it won't allow me to go there. You want me to go first or you won't go first? <laughs> Give me this look. It doesn't matter. It's up to you. Go ahead, Kimberly. Um, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a different note. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 180 here. Uh, <laughs> strong yes for me. <laughs> um, yeah. I do think that it is possible and that. it is easy. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, in a situation where um, you get love as a drug, and to be 100% honest with you, I think in a healthy relationship, that is not a problem. I think it's in unhealthy relationships where it's an issue. I feel like if you are in love with some person, then it should be like a drug because they should t- get you high. They should bring you to a level where you feel like you're in euphoria and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. However, when it's an unhealthy relationship and you get that and you you start getting uh, addicted to these bad traits and bad habits and these bad feelings and emotions mm-hmm. that are, you know, bubbling up, um, then that's when the issue comes. Quick question. Mm-hmm. But you don't think um, sometimes the addiction of one person to another, you don't think that sometimes that can lead to unhealthiness? Like, I mean, I feel like it depends on the person. I feel like if you're saying, let me put it this way. If some people are addicted to working out mm-hmm. and they work out every day, mm-hmm. And it's some pe- and they and they look great. They're healthy and it's amazing. It's other people addicted to working out and they overdo it. Right. Okay. Their muscles are bulging and it becomes unhealthy. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like it depends on the person. Like you have to recognize the relationship and figure and and know what it's feeding in you. What that addiction is satisfying and feeding in you to know if it is healthy. Or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. I agree with Kim. I think I would want to be in a situation where um, I can feel too addicted to my partner. But, you know, once it gets low key. No, like, I, but, but honestly, though, because, and I'm, maybe I'm old-fashioned, maybe I'm living in a fairy tale, but I do want to have that passion mm-hmm. with someone. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I, and, and that's probably a reason why I've been single for so long, because yeah. I want to feel that. And I know, like, some. Some people say it's not realistic, all, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, for example, my cousin from Texas, she was down, and she's married, and the guy's 12 years older than her. Sorry. But, you know, she probably, she probably, she probably won't hear this. She probably don't want to hear me. But, you know, she was just saying, like, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not in love with him, but it works. And I don't want to, like, I don't want to be in that stage. Like, I just don't, like, I, yikes. I, yeah, like, I, like, I get it. Like, you know, and she was like, he's a, he's a good guy. He's good. She cares for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that, that feeling of being in love. Yeah, y'all can No, honestly, no. Like, honestly, and, like, and she's my age. And this is the, this is the issue. So, like, that, she was like, that feeling of being in, like, I don't believe in those fairy tales. And I'm like. I, I would be to. single forever, mm-hmm. like, before I sit there and say that I'm with somebody because it works. Like, you know, so in, in a sense, yes, I do want to be addicted to my partner, like, mm-hmm. in a, like Kim said, in a healthy way. Like, you know, because a partner can bring out the worst in you, mm-hmm. and, that, and that's what you don't want. But, you know, go ahead, please. It's just, I mean, I, I like him both of the sides there, because like Kim, I'm on the side where I'll say yes. I have, and I think that I've I've also with myself seen it both ways. I've seen it where it could bring out a better side of you, and where it can also bring out a negative side of you. Where it's just kind of like I ain't never known myself to be this crazy, but like <laughs> I'm clearly that shit crazy. But it's almost because like you you do you can get so consumed with the great times that. 
you kind of lose sight of like how a person possibly has changed. Um, and I think because I have been able to experience um, feeling love almost to the point of an addiction that I try to be extremely aware. And I don't even know if that awareness is a negative or a positive because like India, I, I know I need that passion. Because it's no better feeling. No, because there is somebody right now where I could be like, you know what, you will make a great helpmate and mm-hmm. exactly. husband. But that's not what Let, but why let's do it. Yeah. But I know that like I'm not really going to be excited laying next to you every day. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm sorry, I'm all for the butterfly effect. If I don't feel it, I don't want it. Honestly, and I know that it's not. Maybe it's not something that you have forever. You know, but I would hope. But what happens case. when the butterfly effect comes and is it is toxic. Like how? How do? How and that's do you the, and that's that? the scary. That's the scary part. The, just to be clear, are you talking about like butterflies, butterflies or the butterfly effect, like, like the movie? No, not butterfly effect, like the movie. Oh, butterfly, like butterfly effect. Okay, yeah, yeah, you know, like, like, because I think that's where Bobby and Whitney were. Like they, there was like real passion there. Sober and well, let me ask this question: Is passion equal love? Well, we was I saw a post the other day in the shorthanded. It was saying how um, love is a choice and not a feeling. It is, and two people have mm-hmm. to choose to commit to each other because the love might not always be there, mm-hmm. but you have to choose to honor that commitment. So, do you feel like if Bobby would have honored the commitment? to Whitney that things would have turned out differently? Yes. On a brighter note? I actually do, because I think that if you would have honored that commitment, it would have allowed you to kind of step away from yourself and now be more of a supportive person, be more of in that helping role. Because a lot of, I mean, in wedding vows, um, yeah, we're talking about through sickness and health, we're talking about through poorness, so there are times where I have to support, I have to sacrifice I have to still be here when everything isn't picture perfect and an addiction is one of those not so picture perfect times all right but then what about also when Bobby Brown was down and Whitney was like that's this 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 is when they were about to break up and Whitney was like you know I've supported you through all this but my mother said this and my father said this like I feel like I'm not just gonna put that on, on, on Bobby like I feel like Whitney had a had a role to play in that too because that was also part of her, her vows as well despite it says i'm gonna stick with you if you're rich or poor despite if you're despite if i feel like that you're um like 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 you're using me or whatever like that like i feel like, <laughs> that, um, like that, that we can work through i know no, no, let me say one thing let me say one thing not even about that so the, the clarity here the clarity here that i want to make is that whitney was expressing herself whitney was not ending the relationship she was expressing how she felt. The last thing, Bob, in that Bob, moment. The last thing Bobby said to her was like, "I, I, I am in a living hell, right?" And then that's when he walked off, right? That was the end of that scene. Yes. That, that you think that that means I, I, I want you to move out. I, I want to break up with you. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm mad right now. I'm not going to come back and be off this emotional high. And we can work things out. You think that means then? But just to, let me. But but even if that was the case, let me tell you something. He said it's over. That's what he said. She moved her stuff out. She hadn't served him with no papers. She she never vocalized this to it according to the movie. This is all according to the movie. Yeah. So and then my, he moved to LA. But in addition is, to that, it wasn't his moment. Like she was really talking about how she felt about these tabloids. Yeah. And he switched it to about how he sacrificed. Like again, that selfishness came out and like what we're coddling like, like, him again. We have a hand. I'm, okay, I'm not coddling <laughs> him. I'm just saying it works both ways. Come on, Andy. Come on. In the, in the words of one of my faves, Monica. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. And, and this has nothing to do with anybody's point. But Simone you know, loves Brandy. She, she, no. has, she has a song. It's, it's not about a Monica Brandy beef. She has a song. You know, and she, in, in the beginning of the song, she was like, you know, I'm not worried because that issue was built on a lie. So it's sure to fall. That's now, my song. And hey, go hey, ahead. Hey, hey. Now, listen, so, <laughs> so what I'm saying is, I get what everybody is saying, but we got to be clear how they came about it. Mm-hmm. They got met, like, they got, they were engaged and he knocked somebody over. Like, you know, so I just feel like that's never, that's never a good time. When you start something like that, you started with lies. Let's be clear, Bobby was probably cheating you cool in college. Absolutely. 
He was yeah. cheating the whole entire time. So regardless of of what happened we in the end, regardless, yeah, yeah, let's not do that today. I mean, <laughs> just say, oh, like, no. regardless of what happened in the end, the whole relationship was a whole mess. It was a shit show. Yeah, and and, show. and it was bound to fail because mm-hmm. whether the love was there or not, you guys were both on drugs heavy. You guys were both probably cheating. I don't know if the scene with Whitney. I don't know if you dated Whitney. That was a drug deal. I don't know what y'all saying. I thought it was Ray J. I didn't know. Yeah, I was saying um, that Ray J. Too, yeah, you, they kind of made him look like Ray J they a little did. bit, but he might have been a little younger. He might have been a little younger. I think they they miscast by age, but I think he yeah. did. He, they did look similar. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. They should have just got Ray J to play it if it was him. He would have been yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been I hit him first. You know, but I think ultimately, I think ultimately. That was one of the downfalls as well. It's on top of everything that was going on, but it was just like it wasn't. It wasn't built on. They weren't on the beginning foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like anyway, you know. So and Bobby, you, you cheated the whole time. You were cheating the whole time. I don't know when. Still was doing. being a victim. I yeah, I don't know when he was doing. But Bobby, like, let's be clear. You did not show how much you cheated in that relationship. I know you did. Like I know for a fact that you was getting it in the whole relationship. So, I mean, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for, you know. And I feel like Whitney kind of almost dumbed herself down. Why, but then that's a whole nother thing of, he she, oh, he, he cheated the whole relationship. Why did she So say he that? never loved her. Like, this is what I'm saying. I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say that he, I think, I don't know. I'm not going to say he you know how many people her. are. You know how many yeah, people I, are, are out here cheating on, um. And I they mean, love. Yeah. 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 But she didn't Let me tell you but something. But she didn't hurt having another baby. I don't, I'm not. I don't know. Right? I don't it's know how much I, I don't know how much I believe oh, that. On. Okay, oh, no, not not believe that that whoever you're talking about. I'm yeah. saying I don't know how much I believe that if you truly love somebody, I think it's an excuse people make to solidify cheating. Oh, it is. But I feel like yeah. if you really love somebody, like you won't truly love them, you're not going to cheat on them. Yeah. So I think it's BS. Yeah, yeah so, but, but on, at the same time, and I'm not... No, no you're good. You're going to be the last me, one. This is me playing devil's advocate okay. because I'm not a fan of cheating at all, but I feel like at the same yeah, time, yeah. this is somebody who's heavy on drugs, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? So they're not mentally... They're not mentally thinking about, oh, I excuses. love... Excuses. It's not excuses. It's not Beyonce excuses. and Jay-Z. Ah, uh, okay. So for the sake of time, <laughs> that was going to go away last. <laughs> <laughs> Off the break. <laughs> For the sake of, I mean, it's evident that like there's there was no solid foundation. I think he loved her though. That I, foundation I, I, I was powdery. I think, I think at some point, I think the love faded, but I, I'm not gonna say that he never loved her. I agree. I'm not ruling. I so think he what, had fun with her. I think it was a good time. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. Fourteen years of fun with drugs. Yes. I'm telling y'all. Before yes, this movie, I, I thought fun. that there was love there, despite all the crap. But. If Bobby really was who Bobby was in this movie and literally being able to walk away without any level of hurt, then no, he ain't never loved her. So my well, last but, question. But we're, but we're not seeing that. That's yeah. why I said, I like, said, if, I said if, yeah. I said if what was portrayed is what really happened. Like, because was Alicia, was Alicia going to let she him She probably cut that part out. Yeah, was Alicia going to let him sob, right. like, you know, and have a whole mental she breakdown? She got to grow up because not, as a, yeah, as a supportive wife, exactly you got to let somebody yeah. go through their healing exactly. process. So, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I'm not rolling with the fact that he was just okay. Like, he had that one scene with Johnny Gill and then that was it. I think he, I think he was hurt. His knees didn't even yeah, buckle. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I think he was, I think. Why are you focused on that? Yeah, but, but I think. The third time calling these knees out. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think he was hurt. I'm not going to, like, I, I do think it was love there. I think. So I we think, do, so I think it's safe to say that we know that that's it. It was love. But it's a dangerous love to yeah, have. It wasn't, yes. it was toxic. For so, sure. yeah. as far as. You know the podcast. Don't say we say that. Love. You three say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that was a good time. <laughs> and love is an addiction. How how do we pursue healthy relationships where we can still be passionate, but we aren't sacrificing ourselves? What would be your advice? I can't go first on that. Kim. Oh, okay. <laughs> Throw the ball in my court. Um, pursue a health question again. How? So we we see that Bobby and Whitney for an example of what love could possibly look like, right? But we know for a fact that it was toxic. So how do we, or how can we pursue 
healthy relationships where we are passionate about the other person, but are able to protect ourselves from toxicity. See, I don't think that's a question that you could answer cleanly Mm -hmm. because I just feel like you have to know yourself and you have to know when something is becoming detrimental to you and you have to know either if you're willing to or able to address it and fix it or if it's time for you to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're choosing to pursue something that is possibly toxic, then that's a risk that you have to understand that you are taking. But it's like, I feel like it's going to be a constant thing mentally if you want to remain, like, mentally healthy. There we go. (laughs) That you have to, like, constantly, every day, re-examine your relationship and your situation. And for me, that's just too much work. I don't think it should be that hard. Okay. India? Well, for one, let's not do drugs. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> While in the relationship, but... I need to know what are considered drugs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, weed, no one has, but, you know, heavy drugs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think that, um... Sorry, what was the question again? <laughs> How do you, um... Is it prevent? How do you pursue a healthy relationship without... Without getting toxic. I think, think, you know, I think you know when it's getting to a level of toxicity. And I think that at that point, you have to take a risk. Um, You know, like, if if you're fighting all the time, like, passion is fine. Passion Mm -hmm. is, passion is amazing. But if it's a, if it's a healthy type of passion, like, if you're, if you're fighting, if you're arguing all the time, and then you come back and it's like, oh, you know, I was just tired of fighting. Like, that's not healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like it in your in your good moments you feel you feel good, but if those bad moments are starting to outweigh the yeah. good times, then you need to just walk away from it. And that's not saying that it's it's a forever thing, but in that moment, like you need to step away from it. You know, because it's not healthy for either one of you guys. I think a big piece of pursuing a healthy, passionate relationship, but kind of trying to remove yourself from becoming toxic or, you know, settling, for lack of a better word, the things that you know are not okay is really learning how to love people the way that they need to be loved and not the way that we need to be loved because I expect for my husband to know me well enough to love me how I need to be loved. And And the way that I need to be loved isn't always how I should express my love to him, which basically comes down to in a healthy relationship, we are each expected to make healthy sacrifices. And I think when someone continuously does something to belittle you, disrespect you, or even just disregard your boundaries, mm-hmm. like at what point do we say, oh, I'm compromising to make my relationship work, or this is a complete blatant disregard and mm-hmm. I have to move on. And so I just think that's the key to really kind of understanding when it's really time for me to go. Because a healthy relationship, there's sacrifices on both. Yeah, and it's not so on both ends. Mm-hmm. So. Simone, we on you. Okay. Um, so I think that in relationships, how to avoid being toxic is you kind of have to think about things as like, how, 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 how would I treat myself? Like if, if someone's do- doing something to you and, and you know that you wouldn't treat yourself like that, then that, that may be kind of a sign, you know, like, this is not healthy, you know, this is not... Because really, I think the only way you're not going to realize is if, if it's healthy or not is the, the effects that it's, it's going to have on you. So I feel like you should take into consideration, like, first you got to know yourself and then you got to know how you would treat yourself. And based on that, um, don't let anybody else treat you less than that. It should be a mutual respect type thing for each other. Okay. You know that was the end, right? Say now, go ahead. <laughs> Kim had one more hand raised. <laughs> I just wanted to say that, you know, they say, uh, and I guess maybe this might not be as much as for, like, a fresh relationship, but, like, when you're thinking about making, like, real commitment and not, like, oh, it's my boyfriend, girlfriend, but, like, actual, like, before God honor commitment, I feel like you definitely need to give relationships time Mm -hmm. 
Because y'all know the saying that the things that make me love you are now the things pushing me away. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to give yourself time to develop in the relationship so that you can actually see, like, if I changed, because you change over time, mm-hmm. like, if I change, is there a way for us still to connect and work things out, even if they don't? Which was like Bobby and Whitney, like I said before. He changed. He wanted to get off the hard drugs or whatever, and she didn't. And he couldn't find a way to connect to her anymore. So I just feel like you need to give things time. You need to give um, leeway for change yeah. and see if you can make it through that change. Well, I hope even with all the kicks and giggles that listeners were able to kind of take away um, where toxic relationships kind of come from and how do we kind of protect ourselves in the long term. And so I really thank each and every one of you for coming to participate. Thank you, Brittany. You know, this is, we normally do monthly podcasts, but the movie came out and we just, we had to talk about it. So thank you so much, Simone. Thank you, Brianna. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, India. Got her out on a weekday. Got her out on a weekday. (laughs) So until next time, guys, live well and be well. Thank you for listening to episode 12 of My Melanin and Soul. I'm not addicted to sex, I'm not addicted to drugs, I'm not addicted to food, but I'm addicted to you and all the things you do, the good and the bad, it's inevitable. I tried to fight it, I tried to fight this feeling inside, tried to ignore it, but it was itching me and I. about you. Can't live without you You're the only thing I cannot say no to